Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsnayer, and today we will be studying Duff 22, Kaf Bet, in the third chapter of Masechet Megillah. Let's look at Amud Bet on the top of the page. Tashma, Zeha Klav, Kol Sheyesh Bubitul Melacha, Laam, Kigontani Tzibur, Betisha Baav, Korin Shlusha. ושאין בו ביטול מלאכה לעם, כגון ראשי חודשים וחולו של מועד, קוראים ארבע. Come and hear. This is the general rule. Wherever people would be prevented from their jobs, such as on a public fast, Tisha B'Av, three read. And wherever people wouldn't prevent it from their jobs, such as Rosh Chodesh and Cholam Moed, four read. This means that on days that are not Yom Tov, but still are special days, the number of aliyot read is decided whether this day is considered a festive day, such as Rosh Chodesh or Cholam four aliyot are read. The rabbis say here that these are days where one attempts to refrain from unnecessary work and can afford to spend a little longer at services. But on days such as the public fast at Tisha B'Av, only three aliyot are read in order not to burden the workers, and to enable them to show up to work on time. But this causes us a little problem. Chol HaMoed is indeed a day in which one should refrain from working, and only very important work that cannot be left should be done. And if you have ever spent time in Israel or in neighborhoods with significant ultra-Orthodox populations, during Chol HaMoed you'll notice that most shops will be closed and families often go on trips on holiday. So, this ruling makes sense. It corresponds to what we experience. But no such restriction exists for Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is a normal work day. So why does the Gemara mention Rosh Chodesh here as one of the examples where four aliyot are read? The Gemara doesn't actually answer this, and this is probably the reason that we find a rather long Rashi in the margins. Rashi felt he needed to explain this. So look at the Dibur HaMatril, Rashrei Chodeshim, in Rashi's column. He says that Rosh Chodesh was indeed a day in which women abstained from work, any kind of work, and he quotes the Gemara in Masechet Rosh Hashanah 23 Aleph. Rashi continues and says that he learned from his father that Rosh Chodesh was given specifically as a holiday to women to reward them for not participating in the sin of the golden calf. Rashi also notes from Piquet de Rabbi Eliezer saying that Rosh Chodesh was given to women here in this world, Olam Hazeh, and in the world to come, Olam Haba, women will receive an even greater reward. They will renew each month just as the moon does. Now, here we go. Now, that should immediately lead us to the question, what does this have to do with the number of Aliyot read in synagogue? 
unless, of course, we assume that women are obligated to listen to the Torah being read. And it seems to, that this has been Rashi's understanding. And we see that in the Shulchan Aruch, or Achaim, 282 CE3, no other than the Magen Avraham writes that women are indeed obligated to listen to Torah reading just as men are. Now let's continue in the middle of the page where it says Gufa, which is 23 lines from the top. Iklarav lebavel betaanitzibur kam kra besifra patach berich hatam beloberich. Rav came to be in Babylon on a public fast day. So he went up, or he was called up to read from the scroll. When he began, he recited the blessing. But when he ended, he did not recite a blessing. Everyone fell on their faces, but Rav did not fall on his face. What has happened here? We have to look back at yesterday's discussion about reciting the Brachot when receiving an Aliyah. We had learned that originally, indeed, it was the custom that only the first reader would recite the opening Bracha, and only the last reader would recite the closing Bracha. Gemara informs us that the rabbis at one point changed that because of the constant coming and going of people doing services. Uh, and that was done in order to ensure that nobody would be under the impression that it would be permissible to read Torah without the blessings. Hence, the rabbis changed the custom so that now every person coming up for an aliyah would recite a blessing before and a blessing after the aliyah. The last line on 21b and the top of 21 aleph inform us of an exemption. Shani when Rav was present, it was different. Although people would come in late, they wouldn't leave early. Remembering this, we now understand what had happened here. Rav was simply used that in his kehila nobody would dare to leave during the Torah reading if he was present. Therefore, the reason for the rabbis of having introduced a blessing after each aliyah didn't apply in his community. But here, in Babel, in Babylon, Rav was not at home. He was somewhere in Babylon where the people did not show this kind of respect towards him. But Rav simply acted out of habit. He simply forgot. Now, the Gemara then continues discussing why Rav did not prostrate himself and explaining that a person shouldn't prostrate on a stone floor, which is the reason we still today have the custom of spreading out a sheet on the floor before the Avodah service on Yom Kippur, which is actually one of the few occurrences when we still practice the full prostration on the floor. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.